Welcome, fight fans, to the Art of Fighting podcast. My name is Ricky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ronnie. Kind of giving you guys a new perspective from some different angles of combat sports from MMA all the way to boxing and everything in between. So a little bit about myself. Um, been a lifelong combat sports fan. Everything boxing, kickboxing, K1, UFC, everything. You name it, I watched it. Um, when I realized I was first a, a, a you know, was ingrained in my heart was big time um, Mike Tyson fan. And, you know, as a kid, I wasn't much of a crier. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a little, little softy or anything. But I remember watching the Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas fight. And, you know, prior to that, Mike Tyson was knocking everybody out in the first round. You know, I remember my family having fight parties and, and it barely lasted very long because Mike Tyson was blasting guys out. So anyhow, he fights Buster Douglas watching that, you know, that fight that night and watching with my dad and my brother. And I just remember... Tyson losing I just I lost it I was crying I was emotional I couldn't sleep that night next day I was I mean I was hurting hurting for weeks so at that point I was like man this uh man there's something to this sport I love it uh, uh, you know I'm ingrained it's ingrained in me so you know from there I just continued watching watching the sport and being a fan of the sport you know and comparing it to other sports I realized there's a lot of things lacking um, a lot of, you know, antiquated systems that are being used and, and from training all the way to uh, broadcasts. So overall, my main concern, though, is being a fan and seeing what, you know, the long-term impacts of the sport can do to, to athletes' bodies. And um, so, you know, went to school, um, actually became an entrepreneur and, and um, started a company called Advanced in Technologies, uh, Advanced Technologies, what we're doing is we're building a sports analytics platform for combat sports. So one thing that we're focusing on is athletes' performance, helping them optimize their performance. As you know, in, in combat sports, uh, if you can't fight, you're not making a, a paycheck. And in you know, sports like UFC and, and other MMA organizations, you get paid to show up and you get paid to win. So optimizing the performance, making sure that you're going into a fight healthy, as, as, as healthy as possible, make sure you're training where you're not uh, risking injury and uh, losing out on your paycheck. And then also um, just the long-term impacts of the sport. So our goal is to, to help you uh, get home back to, back to your family long after your, your fighting days are over, healthy and being able, you know, all your cognitive skills in place. And, you know, ultimately, we want to produce more, you know, George Foremans that are entrepreneurs after the fact, uh, after they're done fighting, um, in comparison to, you know, rest in peace Ali and, and the, you know, issues he suffered after fighting. So, you know, that's that's our goal. Um, we're working on some big things that we'll be sharing soon, implementing some of that data into our broadcast. And, uh, you know, that's that's my mission. That's my goal. It's a beautiful sport. Love the athletes. Um, I believe that they're, you know, we should be able to track them and show how how artistic the sport is, their movement and how special of athletes they are in comparison to the rest of the athletes in the world. So that's a little bit about me. Ronnie, how about yourself? Would you like to give us a little background on you? Yeah, allow me to introduce myself. No, I'm joking. But hey, um, <laughs> You know, my name is Ronnie Vega. I've been practicing martial arts for the last 30 years. It's a long time. I know I'm an old man now. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, 
my father was in the military, U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. um, put, he signed me up into uh, a martial art called Pandu Kwan at the age of five. Mm, never heard of that one. Yep, Pandu Kwan is a Korean martial art. It's, uh, it's basically kickboxing. Okay. And they like, all, they, they like to uh, start that martial art very similar like Jeet Kune Do, which I'm doing now, into mm -hmm. a softball, southpaw stance. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I still had the patch at home. All right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he signed me up at the uh, you know age of five in karate. Uh, I guess he got tired of me being real all hyper, jumping off the couches and fighting my brothers all the time. And mm -hmm. it was pretty much his fault because the day he put decided to put on Enter the Dragon on VHS, that was it, man. Mm -hmm. When I saw Bruce Lee on Enter the Dragon, yeah. that was it. I think I think I was born to practice martial arts. I think it just put something inside me when I saw that man on, on, in that movie. Yeah. Um, and he saw my father saw something in me. So he signed me up, and I was practicing martial arts to about the age of uh, 11 or 12. Um, like I said, my dad was in the Army. We would move around. So each place we would move around, he would have to put me in a different discipline. Mm, mm. And, you know, it, it bothered me a lot when I was a kid because, yeah. you know, here I am getting ready to reach a black belt, yeah. and we move. And I go to a place, I get sent back to a white belt. So <laughs> the kids that were black belt had to get an ass whooping from a white belt because they used to piss me off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, I, I, you know, I did it all the way to about eleven or twelve. I stopped doing it. Um, I didn't think it was cool anymore, mm. you know. And I was practicing basketball and baseball. I was really heavy into that. And but my father at that time too, he was still he was an army boxing coach. Okay. So occasionally he would take us out in the backyard and train us mm -hmm. and have me and my brothers fight against each other. But that that was just for more more for self defense purposes. Uh, which was very helpful during, you know, our yeah. times of traveling around, you know, United States and, and Europe. Um you know, around the age of 19, my father finally retired from the military mm -hmm. and, you know, we became regular citizens and, you know, it, it was a different world at the time, living on from living on a military base all your life than going yeah, to civilian. the real world, civilian life. Yeah, yeah. It's two different worlds, man. Mm -hmm. And one day I was pumping gas. I had my younger brother sitting in the front seat and a gang rolled up. And they, they were threatening on you. They rolled up on me. They were threatening me. They wanted to fight. And I felt something I had never felt before, fear. Mm. Fear, uncontrollable fear that, you know, I, would, I, wouldn't know, I didn't know what to do. And I knew how to box. I knew certain martial arts. Mm -hmm. But I felt that if I had to defend myself at the time, I was going to lose. It, was, it wasn't instinctual. Yeah, it wasn't there. The fear overcame me. And I started thinking too much. I thought about my brother and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Thank goodness that the guys didn't come out and fight me. They drove off. I guess they thought I was deaf or something. <laughs> I didn't respond to them. I was just pumping gas saying, oh, shit, don't get out of your car. Don't get out of your car. But, um, you know, they drove away. Nothing happened. But it, it made me think. It made me, it made me think to myself, like, wow, I have my younger brother in the car. Mm -hmm. If these guys would start doing something, my younger brother would have got out. He would have got out of the car. He's, he's yeah. crazy. He's crazier than me. <laughs> but, you know, we probably would have both took an ass whooping. We probably, you know, who knows what could have happened. One of us yeah. got killed, and I couldn't yeah. live with that. So I decided to, uh, I went to a bookstore and I bought the Tao Ji Kundo. I wanted to get back into some kind of training book. I figured that maybe I can read, I can, I can learn from a book, but that's not the case. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. So one day I was walking at the mall and I had a Bruce Lee shirt on. A guy came up to me. He was like, hey, you like Bruce Lee? I was like, yeah, I love Bruce Lee. I just bought the Tao Ji Kundo. He was like, hey, man, I know a guy that teaches it. I was blown away. And the guy was like, here's his name, here's his number. Yeah. Go check him out. I, I went there the next day, man. And that was in year 2000. 
and I've been with him ever since. And we're mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, he certified me as a Jeet Kune Do instructor around 2003-2004. So I've been, you know, teaching it for a while. And, I, and to, you know, for the fans who don't know what Jeet Kune Do is, that is Bruce Lee's martial art. And if you don't know who Bruce Lee is, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. But, you know, Bruce Lee developed a, a martial art uh, in the late 1960s and all the way up to you know, 1973 because he died at the age of 32. Mm-hmm. So it's an incomplete martial art. Uh, it was a martial art that was always changing, always evolving. And, you know, we all both know that UFC fighters in the UFC always give homage to Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Dana White, the UFC president, the CEO, always says that Bruce Lee is the godfather of martial arts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like to argue against that, but I do believe that, you know, Bruce Lee was ahead of his time. You know, oh, he was yeah. a man, 1960s. Everybody is just now catching up yeah. to all the things he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, you know, um, you know, right now, my goal is to keep evolving Jeet Kune Do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it hasn't evolved. I, th- I, I believe certain people are still practicing Jeet Kune Do from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that, but you know, that, that's why I, you know, I'm trying to help improve it and help evolve. And the only way I can do it is by having people train with me and prove my point. Uh, I'm also too a, a, a filmmaker. Uh, mm-hmm. I run a, a film production company called Envision Films. Okay. So I'm a director, producer, writer, and I'm also a fight choreographer and actor. I like to do it all. Uh, you know, I'm that the way my philosophy is is nobody, nobody else can do it for you except you. You okay. have to do it. You know what I mean? You got to take the steps to do it. Don't count on anybody, basically. Agreed. Um, so yeah, man. We also, you know, real quick before we start moving on, I got a new film coming out called Dryland Swim. It's a comic book film, action-packed, uh, very diverse, new characters that nobody never heard of, a new comic book universe. So we're hoping to get into probably Netflix or Hulu or Amazon with it. Uh, we recently won a, um, uh, a, film, film, a film festival in HBO New York. We recently won. We won in 2018. Hmm. And we almost, I'm sorry, we won in 2017 with a short film called Santos. It's on Amazon Prime. Santos. On Amazon Prime, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we almost won last year. Yeah, again with with this uh, short film called The Way. So we're working on a big new one. It's a very ambitious project. It should be coming out in the next three months or so. Uh, everybody, be on the lookout for it. Amazon Prime. I got to go check that out, man. Yeah, right. Santos. Santos. I got to go right. check that out, and I'm looking forward to the next one as well. Yeah, man. Dry Land Swim. Y'all better check it out. Check it out, baby. Yeah, uh, man, uh, decorated background. You know, me, myself, I I dabbled in and out, you know, little BJJ, kickboxing, but I, I'd love to learn Jeet Kune Do. Maybe you can, uh, you can teach me. For sure, man, for sure. Sensei. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seafood. <laughs> <clears throat> so kind of diving into, you know, the topic at hand, wanted to discuss with you UFC 235, um, what did you What did you take from that? What did you What did you think about that uh, that fight card? Man, which fight, man? You know, let's, might man. as well start from the top. From the top, yeah. What do you want to do with? We'll do. We'll, we can talk about Woodley. Woodley versus. Uh, oh, you want to start there? Yeah, I want to start there, man. Because you know, because um, to me that was that was 
the biggest shock. I think that's the one that everybody was talking about even more so after the fact. So, so what what do you what do you take from that fight? It's funny because when I watch that fight, there's a there's a term I like to use. There's always a fighter that's tailor made for you. You yeah. can only go so long at the top of the hill being the king mm-hmm. for so long. And Tabo Willie, who's there, he's been there for there for a long time. Mm-hmm. This man has destroyed fighter after fighter after fighter and almost became invincible. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting past your prime, he's at the age of 36. He's getting into movies. He's getting into yeah. music. I just think he's been spreading himself out a little bit too thin, even though he doesn't admit it. He can say all he wants, mm-hmm. that he was at the top top peak of his, you know, in shape. Yeah. Uh, but before that fight started, I had a feeling that Usman was tailor-made for him. He was young. He's strong. Hungry. He can wrestle. He's hungry. Hey, man. You, when you come from Africa, and not only are you fighting for your people, but you're fighting to give water to them, mm-hmm. I don't think no man could beat you. That's just that's just the bottom line. I think Tyrone Willie's time is up. You think so? I think I think if there's a rematch, it's going to be the same exact thing that you're going to see. I just he didn't. There was nothing that he could do to Usman that could stop Usman. To me, honestly, that guy ran through him all. Five rounds, you know. Yeah, Woodley didn't even get not one good shot in. No, you he, know what I mean. And the thing I think Woodley relies like on either he relies on spacing, either he relies on spacing where he can kind of because he's a real quick twitch guy, so he's kind of like you know he he's, moves quickly and it, if you see him knock somebody out, it's kind of like uh, it's never really a combination. It's just him springing forward yeah. and using those those quick twitch muscles to, to cross. take it. Yeah, yeah, with crosses. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that bothered me from the start of the fight is him backing up, backing up. Because you back up against a, a wrestler, that, they're going to use that cage to, yeah. to put you up back up against and, 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 you know, double leg, single leg, whatever. Right. But, yeah, he was just, he never, he never got out of first gear. Nope. He never got out of first gear. I was, you know, and I, I can't say that I felt like uh, Usman was going to run through him. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, to be honest, because they were both grapplers. I thought them both being, rest, you know, Based wrestling based, that they would uh it would be a striking battle. Right, right. But man, he he never got out of first gear. Usman, I mean, the guy's his pressure is something else. Amazing. I mean, Amazing. and he just the way he angled himself on the fence. You could tell Woodley's waiting to just counter him with something big, but he angled himself, you know, away from Woodley's power. Right. And I mean, he was just relentless. And relentless. to see Tyrone on his back, not able to get up, it was Crazy. it was a shocking thing. This is the man that broke the record from stopping people taking him down. Yeah. And this guy took him down relentless like nothing. Like, it was just like practice sparring or something like that. You know, Willie should have known what was up, man. When when you're sitting at a conference mm-hmm. with, against another young fighter and that young brother is telling you, calling you champ, and uh, in the middle of his word, look here, champ, I, I'm coming for you. I'm going to take your belt. <laughs> champ, come on, champ. You know what's going to be. When, when you got a fighter saying champ to you all the time, that, that's got to ring some bells, you know what I mean? I, I would feel kind of like you know, a little bit afraid if somebody called me champ all the time, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a, you know. A, a lot of people took his confidence as cockiness with um, Usman's. But the one thing I like that he said, uh, he... He said, uh, he's, I think Woodley said something about your my little brother or something to, along those lines. And Usman said, well, you know, so at some point, big brother got to get his ass kicked. <laughs> so and that's yeah. what happened. He, he 
it was like Big Brother taking over from Little Brother. It was it, he Big Brothered him actually, yeah. you know, to be yeah. honest. But it was man, I'm interested to see what happens now. Where does Woodley go? Um, where what happens with Usman? It looks like he's gonna be fighting Kobe Covington next. Right, he's gonna destroy Kobe Covington. You think so? Yeah, yeah. he is. That's I mean, it's gonna be a, a wrestling match again, yeah. and and I. I would say that Usman's hands are better than than um, oh, yeah. Covington. Would you? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. absolutely agree. Um, you know, where, where's Woodley gonna go, man? I don't understand. You know, I, he wants the rematch, but I don't think it's he's not, not looking ready likely. for a rematch. No, nah. I don't think he should get. It. I don't think he's gonna risk it. He's gonna risk it. Um, you know, losing another fight right away, back to back. He should just do a quick. Um, I don't know who else is out there. You know, we got. I would, I would love to see Woody fight uh, Kobe. That and that's the thing that kind. Of, I mean, Usman. It was a you know it was a, a great thing. It was it, it was a beautiful thing. You know his speech afterwards and everything, and it, you know you could see his path and how yeah. hard he worked and his former manager, the owner of the Black Zillions. He did it for him and Rashad and and right. and you know uh, and, uh, Anthony uh, Johnson and all these guys and. It you know it was good to see his path and I love a new storyline being storyline being written in the right. sport and seeing what what happens next. Um, but Woodley, I, I I just I don't know. Like you know they always say you know a champion has how how you bounce back from right. defeat, but right. I, I don't know. One beautiful thing though, I don't know if you saw the uh, the highlights of Woodley's mother after the fight. Oh, I did. Oh yeah. man, that's beautiful. That's what yeah. the sport's all about. I love yeah. seeing that. That was man, it uh it mad shook respect. you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man, I respect what she did, give him a hug, telling him not to worry about it, that it's his time and he needs to watch out now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good warning. You yeah, know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah, you just, you know, beat my son down and you know, you giving giving him some some words of advice and telling yeah. him to protect that belt now. It's, it was it's, it's inspiring. So what good would stuff. be a good matchup for Woody to come back? I mean, you know, you know they're not going to give him the rematch. You know they're already telling, they're already saying that Usman's going to be fighting Covington. So, um, I don't know. Um, so who? I don't know who else is. is that he, Ponzanivo was one of the one of the fights that there was a lot of people were talking about. Maybe him having. Um, I don't know if he necessarily needs to fight somebody coming off of a loss. Maybe fight an upper comer that's you know, on the fringe. Hmm, then he should just fight the winner of Usman and, and Kobe. Mm, It'll give him some time to rest and time to train. How about, I know he already fought him. What about him and Lawler, which we'll get into next? Ooh, but yeah. Man. That fight, I mean, they had their time already. It was it was a quick fight, but I don't, I don't know. What do you think about that? Let's, uh, I don't know, man, but speaking of Lawler and Yeah, asking, you want to get you ready to get into that, huh? What what did, oh, what did you think about that? I mean, I thought the, I thought the the calling of the fight was premature, man. You thought so? Like should have let him pass out. He, he still had his hand on the mat. At one time, at one point, it looked like his hand was limp, yeah. but he responded right away that's, when he touched him. That's what everybody's saying. Normally, when somebody passes out, let me tell you something. If I was to choke you out into a submission, you pass out. Yeah, I gotta let you go. I'll kill you. But when, when as soon as you let that person go. Their head is gonna hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody's there to catch it, they're gonna. If they're passed out, they are passed out. And it takes probably like you know, like, I don't know, thirty seconds, twenty seconds to wake back up. Mm-hmm. This man, as soon as they called the fight, he was already on his feet arguing with the ref. So, I honestly believe he wasn't out. I think he was just gonna try to ride it out. Yeah. And a lot of t- a lot of fighters do, which is, you know, is a gamble. 
to make it look like they're kind of like passed out. You know what I mean? To not show that much movement so the guy can maybe let go a little bit and then they'll try to move, you know, get yeah, out he, of it. Yeah, maybe he was doing that. It wasn't the submission that he, bulldog, he had him. It was across choke. his jaw. Yeah. It wasn't around his neck. Yeah. So all he was going to get was some jaw pain. And if and if his forearm or, or other parts of his arm was over his ear, mm. he ain't going to be able to hear. Yeah. He's going to hear the sound of his jaw cracking. That's about it. That's a good point, yeah. You know, so I when he sprang up like that, I was like, that's they, they call it <laughs> premature. It's a premature. And that's kind of messed up, man, because... It was a, I mean, what that was a hell of a man, fight. What he did to that man in the first round, yeah. he made look like asking, he made asking like he was fighting a five round fight in the it, first round. To me, it was it was amazing because you always see Askren from jump on top of a guy, right? And then he was struggling to get, you know, uh, Lawler down. And Lawler has excellent uh, takedown defense, but my God, he, he hit him with some, uh, hit him with some heat. Well, that's what I was saying. Uh, the, you know, we talked about it before, uh, the ring rust. Askins re- ring rust. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it, it, you could see it. The timing isn't the same. When Lawler too there, hadn't been in the ring for a while either. Yeah, but Lawler's fought more than him. Yeah, uh, I think I so. Think, yeah, because yeah. he was coming from Japan from one, and uh, Lawler I think had knee surgery. Right. But um, man, I thought the fight he they could have called the fight when he hit, he was ground and pounding uh, Askren. So it was it was a roller coaster. I get, I give it to asking though he's, that dude's a weird I mean man. yeah to get up from that that I mean <laughs> man, fight and control yourself not you know? many people get up from a from a slam. getting knocked down by Lawler and then yeah. getting grounded pounded like yeah, that yeah he had a WWE slam that dude picked him up and slammed on his oh yeah the slam yeah, the, the slam, slam yeah that's one of the hardest slams I haven't seen a slam like that since Rampage Jackson slamming <laughs> jujitsu guys man yeah you know I, I was very shocked that he survived it but my man was busted up. Asking he was dazed. He was, when he got on his feet too, he's wobbling. But yeah, that was yeah. He, you you can't question that man's heart. And the man doesn't want a rematch with Lawler. He does not want a rematch. No, he's ready with to move on. But he's like, ready to move on. <laughs> I, I think the UFC wants to make that rematch. Oh, Dana White already said it. They're gonna do a rematch. They're gonna do a rematch. So, <laughs> so it, if you think about it, it'll make for some good money. You know, they do the rematch. No, nah, it will. It, it'll be an interesting fight. I mean, um, and right now Co- Covington and, and Woodley are tied up, so it's not like. He's gonna be able to fight for the belt right now. Right, um, exactly. So the rematch is gonna happen. I, I I believe it'll happen. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the Kobe Bar- Garbrandt and Pedro Munoz? That was a, oh, that was another barn burner. Man, that yeah, that, that broke my heart, man. I almost shed a tear with that one, man. That yeah, I, you know I like Kobe. I like Kobe too, man. I like Kobe. Cody, yeah, Co- Cody, yeah, Cody. Cody. I'm thinking Kobe coming. Yeah. Cody, yeah. But yeah, Cody, man. Um, you know the problem with a lot of fighters. What's that old saying? You can't teach a dog new tricks. Yeah, yeah. Can't teach a Cody. Old dog new tricks. Well, uh, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't teach an old dog, old new, dog tricks. new tricks. Yeah, my bad. But it, but, it was uh, kind of like it reminded yeah. me of what we said with uh with Cyborg when she fought uh Amanda Nunes. Like you just th- throwing power and throwing you know Go wide crazy. hooks. Yeah. You know whoever's gonna get their first swinging that hard is yep. gonna. And Pedro Munoz was just, you know, he's tighter. Yeah. He just ducked his head down and swung. Yeah. And, and Co- Cody's head was still up high. It, it, it reminded me of him and um, Dillashaw again. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, Same and that he's it's basically fighting instinctually, you know yeah. what I mean? Survival. Street. There's basically street fighting. That's all it is. Yeah. He, he, the whole sport went out the window. If he would have got, if he got hit hard, he said he got head butted. I heard he got head butted. Yeah, that's what he said. That's when he, that's when he lost and blacked out and decided to street fight against this guy and ended up getting knocked out. 
you know, he has to control his emotions a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, he needs to he needs to learn how to control his emotions. I think it's very important because his the sport went out the window. And that's the reason, only reason why he lost. And like, we all know Cody is an amazing fighter. He's amazing a great boxer. Footwork, amazing yeah. boxer. Uh, the best he looked was against Dominic Cruz, exactly. and since then he hasn't he hasn't fought that way again. Uh, like he, he against Dominic Cruz for the belt, he was hungry. He was having fun. He he followed the game plan. Yeah. He had fun, and he his footwork, his yeah. everything looked so much better. And lately, I mean, he was emotional against T.J. Dillashaw both yeah. times. Yeah. In this fight, I don't know what happened. Maybe he was Look. just he coming off two losses. He was uh, emotional in a different way. But, he almost beat TJ the first time. Yeah, he but had him got hurt. crazy. That at last second yeah. in the the first round, you know, he got crazy. He yeah, got caught. yeah, he and smelled the blood. Same thing in the second, the rematch. He smelled blood. Yeah, and the same thing happened in the rematch. Yeah, and then coming into this fight, trying to build himself back up again, he he got caught. Yeah, he needs some time off. Yeah, he needs to rest that. I mean, he took some decent time off, I think, since the Dillashaw fight. Yeah. But he he needs to rest that. You know, you can't. You can't take that level of punishment and come back to trainers too. Think so? Leave uh, Team Alpha Male? Yeah, I think he needs some new trainers. I mean, this is what his third fight in a row he lost by knockout. Yeah, and the thing is, he's he's a loyal guy, and he's you know Uriah and those guys gave him a chance. So I don't I don't see him leaving, but. Or they, maybe they should bring somebody in. Yeah, you know, bring, to, bring, bring in some other people. Yeah, some, a fresh face, a fresh trainer into the club and, and see what they can do. Because he is a super, super talented fighter, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always, hate to see him lose three in a row, man. I know. That, and that's, um, that's rough. That was tough to take, man. I was, I was blown away when that happened. I was shocked. I was like, man. Because he was the he's the the guy that was in that division that was known for power. The yeah, knocking guys out. The Mike Tyson. He's like yeah. the Mike Tyson of the division. He was killing everybody. Yeah, man, he knocking was. everybody out. He was. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, basically the meeting. But actually, before we get into that, did you you watch the uh, the Zhang Wele versus uh, Tisha Torres fight? The women's fight before the uh, before ben- that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I that. Liked, one. I liked the, uh, Wele. Zhang. Yeah. She's she's I think she's gonna add some blood to that that one hundred fifteen pound division. Yeah, she's tough, man. Yeah, she's, she's a tough, almost tough, got that strong. cyborg like she's almost like cyborg strong. Yeah, she's yeah. strong, and you know Tisha's no pushover. No, Tisha's no. a strong girl in her own right, but she was she was this this. She Zhang, had no answer. No, nah, Zhang looks like a, a threat. Yeah. yeah. So you know, getting into the uh, the main event, you know, the, that's obviously what everybody yeah, wants to hear. Yeah. And what you know, we talked about a lot. Um, John Jones versus Smith. Yeah. <laughs> man, once again. John Jones, you can't question him. Yeah, man. John Jones is just, uh, he makes every fight look too easy, man. He does. He and could if be he having the worst fight and he still wins. It's like, it's and that's the thing easy. is that he's so great if he doesn't finish the fight, people right. are disappointed. But, I mean, he he did everything I thought he would. He kept that yep. distance, the, yep. the teeps to the leg, the teeps to the... um. The, t- the kicks to yeah. the body, leg yeah. kicks. Yeah. Um, it was this he is looked, what I expected. He looked a, a, Jones yeah. looked a lot more crisp in this fight. His yeah. leg speed was pretty fast. He was he was like, you know, he was pretty much, he was look, looking like the old Jones to me. You yeah. know what I mean? The kicks were just on point. Very crisp. Um, and I think Smith didn't want to get caught one of those kicks, man. You know, you know, like we say, Jones likes to keep that distance. Mm-hmm. He controls the distance. And all these fighters have a game plan when they go in there. But when they fight John Jones, 
they realize it's not that as easy as they think it's going to be to try to get up on you know get get one on him and that's the thing he said before that is you can't get caught standing and 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 watching and jones has a way of doing that yeah the one thing he does is he puts that that hand out there that distance that range finder and um he's it's very hard to come in on him because you just don't know what he's gonna do his calmness yeah he's he's, so calm yeah you know it's like it's almost like Jason from Friday 13th in that range. Just yeah. calm and collected. And, and that arm reminds me of, remember Dawson from uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, you start trying to run up on him. He's just, that's what that reminds me of. That yeah. arm is, I mean, how many different things he does with that. The one thing I was surprised is that it didn't go to the ground. I thought it was going to go to the ground more. Right. Jones was going to take him down. I think he made a couple of attempts, but um, he didn't get him down. Yeah. Anthony showed some pretty good takedown defense, but... it was. That was a lackluster heavyweight, I mean, light heavyweight championship fight. It was lackluster. You yeah, know? I think not, not as much on Jones' part, but more on Anthony oh, Smith. Smith's part. Yeah. yeah. He's a, Smith is also an emotional fighter. You know that? Mm-hmm. He can have uh, great confidence in himself, but in some fights, uh, he'll lose confidence in the middle of a fight. And his trainers will try to have to build him up. You know what I mean? And I think it happened to him in that Jones fight. His confidence went away. Mm-hmm. I think when he started realizing, like, hey, man. Yeah. I can't get to this guy. You could see he looked he looked defeated. Yeah. The one thing we didn't mention in that fight though, and you got to give Anthony Smith credit for, is getting up after that illegal knee. And oh yeah. That yeah. <clears throat> you know what that scared me because I thought there was gonna be another um, yeah. Matt Hamill situation, yeah. but I mean credit to him, man. Yeah, credit, credit to him. him. He could have won on a disqualification easily. Yeah. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people. Uh, there were some commentators that were coming out or reporters coming out saying that he should have. Stay down and take the no, technical he, loss. That's oh, like, not the honorable thing to do. Yeah, in my yeah, man, that have that have been horrible for Jones. Whew. What did you think though? Um, I didn't know if you knew, had anything else to add to that fight, the Jones fight. Nah, that's pretty that's much, pretty much it. Yeah, it was cut and dry, right? kind of cut and dry, lackluster. Once again, Jones is not being challenged. What's it's, next for him? Was well, that there's a there's another light heavyweight fighter in San- the Diego, uh, Santos Santos Diego yeah. Santos no not um, Tiago Santos Tiago that guy I mean I like Tiago Santos mm-hmm. he is knocking everybody out he does have that power to knock out Jones but how many people have power to <laughs> knock out Jones that can't even touch the man you know and and the thing I'd say about Jones as well is you see him and Cormier are definitely the the upper crust of that division yes. Because you see what Cormier does to people. He can't do that to Jones. He hasn't done that to Jones. He cannot do that to Jones. And he what you see twice. Jones do to Cormier, you don't see anybody do to Cormier. Exactly. It's just that tailor-made, man. That, that, that. Jones is tailor-made for Cormier, man. You know. Uh, but, you know, that fight is probably going to happen. Santos is probably going to fight Jones next. I can see. They're already, they're already talking about it already. Yeah. You know, the right guys are already talking about he's going to knock out Jones and blah, blah, blah. blah. He's really cleaning out that division, to be honest. Yeah, he is cleaning out the division, but I, I've seen him fight, and there, there's been a couple times that certain fighters were winning the fights against him, and then they got, uh, I guess they got over-anxious, and that's when he catches you, mm-hmm. when you're over-anxious. If you control the fight against Santos the whole time, with your game plan, keep your distance, use your techniques, be in and out, you'll win the fight easy. But if you get over-anxious, it's lights out for you. He's going to catch you. It takes one punch. Yeah, it's it's. I'd honestly want to see him go up to heavyweight and and have some fights up there. I uh, I think he's. I mean, you know what? Let, and this kind of branches off of that because that this this is a new contender. I think that 
you know, not saying he would beat Jones, but it, it might be a competitive fight. You know, we always say that going into a Jones fight. Oh, this guy might be able to compete with him. Right. But what do you think about this guy? He's kind of the, the, the new hot, hot kid on the block now, Johnny Walker. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man, the man, the man ain't been hurt the by worm. anybody in the UFC, but he's been hurt by he hurt himself. Yeah, I know he got, they, they got to call him the worm. This man got this man got a great knockout, right? Knocks the guy out, and then he falls face face down to do, to do the worm, but ends up hurting his shoulder. Yeah. So he he rolls back over. And he's just sitting there. Everybody everybody think he's relishing the victory. <laughs> nah, that brother was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't move. He just said, "I can't move. I'm hurt." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's a beast, though. He, he's a beast. The last couple of knockouts have been within the first couple of seconds of the fight, you know? Yeah, but I think he's a little bit green. I don't think he's ready for a championship fight. You think so? No, I, I'm not saying he should fight Jones now, yeah. but it could be something down the road. Well, there's, a, there's another rumor, too, that they're trying to cop together is Adesanya against Jones. That would be an amazing they're on the same fight. Height. That would be an amazing fight because, I mean, just the styles, the reach. But I just a little light for him, I think. Yeah, but I remember a while back they were trying to get Anderson to fight Jones. Yeah. I mean, if Adesanya could get in a little bit more muscle mass, a little bit more weight, he can do it, man. That's definitely the future. I think Adesanya, obviously, with the fight coming up with Gaslam, capture that belt, maybe defend it a few times, and then move you up. yourself a super fight. Yeah, move up, get a super fight. I, I, I would love to see that. I think that would be a great matchup, Jones what's, versus Adesanya. What's crazy, if you think about it, it's kind of like, Anderson Silva was the elder statesman. Jones was coming up, and we had that same the same conversation. Exactly. Now. Yep. Yep. So it'd be interesting. You know, there was a lot of mutual respect. Still yeah, is too much obviously between Silva and, and Jones. I'm not sure if there's you know that dynamic between Adesanya and Jones that will prevent the fight from happening. But right. that would be that would be impressive. But Johnny Walker, uh, going yeah. back to him, you mm-hmm. know, um, I forget they. I thought that they said that they had a potential fight out there for him. I can't remember. Yeah. Already. Um, remember we talked about Diego Sanchez uh, last time. He, he came through? Yeah, he came through. He came through. The guy, yeah. You know, he's fighting the young guy. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was good to see, man. Yeah. That was good to see Diego Ch- Sanchez winning, man. You know, that guy's been around. He said he got Woo. back to being crazy. You know, he's saying, he's saying he getting, he's getting power from lightning and stuff, <laughs> and stuff. So, you know, Diego. <laughs> I think when if he thinks too much, he, he loses. But if he's he lets himself be crazy, yeah, just uh, go out there and do his thing. Yeah, he can win fights. But it was good to see him win. It was a good win for him. He's a he's a great great martial artist, great person too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was good to see him win. So, what about the uh, the fights last night? What were your thoughts on? Uh, it's it's kind of a little bit lackluster card yeah, last night. I just rather go straight to the to the main event. Santos uh, and uh, Derek Lewis. Yep, Santos and Derek Lewis. Uh, saw the fight, man. Uh, Dos, Dos Santos, sorry. I, yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised with Dos Santos, and you know, he did pretty good, man. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he had a he had a pretty bad run at one point of his career, getting mm-hmm. knocked out a lot. And yeah. here he goes fighting Lewis, who has one of the heaviest hands in yeah. UFC. You don't want to get hit with that guy. Mm-mm. And um, it was a dangerous fight for him, and he actually pulled it off, man. Uh, I was I was pretty impressed. They were both hurt at certain points of that yeah. fight. Um, but I, I don't know what this is, but Lewis, you touch that body and like the last couple of fights, you touch his body and he, he, 
he don't like it. So he did the spinning back kick to the is almost to the solar plexus. Right, right, right. Yep. And Caught that was him. the beginning of the end that for him. In. He couldn't take another one. I thought he was playing possum at first. Remember when he first got hit? If he would have landed that punch and knocked him out, man, <laughs> that would <laughs> that would have been something. Because yeah, that's what people thought he's playing yeah. possum. But he ducked down and as soon yeah. as he came in, he threw that uh, threw yeah. that right hand. Yeah, man. If he landed that, oh my god. I don't think he would have never got up from that, man. Desanos, but he—I was good. I was have. I like Desanos, man. He's a good fighter. Dos Santos, yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I like him a lot, man. Um, He's cr- very I just don't, good. I just, I just don't know where he should go from here. I mean, because to me, I'll tell you where guys, I think he should go. Where's that? I'd like to see him in, in Ghana. Woo! Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good matchup. I to, like that. I mean, pure, but, great pure boxer, just a powerful boxer. But we know from Ghana, that guy is like. Bricks in the bricks for hands. That guy, if he if he touches the science jaw, it's over, man. I mean, design doesn't have that strong jaw no more. It doesn't but have that. I think at the same time, Dos Santos. Ha- I mean, yeah, if he touches him, but Dos Santos, if he uses his movement, uses kicks, yeah, it can it be man. interesting matchup. I think. He's no joke, man. He's no joke. Because if the two of them don't fight, it's. Them somebody needs to step up to Cormier, but I know Cormier allegedly is waiting on Lesnar. That I, mean, that's, money that's, I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of them trying to use Brock Lesnar as the cash cow. That's all he is, cash cow. They know damn well. Don't, don't talk too bad. We are wrestling fans. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they, Brock Lesnar, he had his time. Yeah, he had his good run. But what happens when you started putting him against real big dogs? Yeah, like. Cain Velasquez, or Ngannou, or um, even even Cormier, even you know any any these top dogs, man. He can't he can't match them, man. He can't he match them. He draws pay per view though. He yeah, that's the that, thing. That's why I call him a cash cow. That's it. He's, he's just a cash man. cow. It's only gonna be a one round fight. Everybody's gonna they're gonna hype it up, and he's gonna lose in the first round. Yeah, that's Cor- what's gonna happen. Him and Cormier, obviously, I see Cormier, I see Cormier dispatching of him pretty easy. And Ngannou. Yeah. He may, I mean, he may bull rush Ngannou. If Ngannou don't catch him with that first shot, he just got to hope to lay, lay on yeah. Ngannou. I don't know, man. I'm tired. I, Brock, Lesnar, Brock Lesnar had his time. Um, I just, I don't, I have no interest in seeing him fight again. I think it's, it's more for the, you know, the casual fans of the yeah. sport to tune in. Um, you and know, wrestling fans and so forth. And politics, because, too, because why would he get a, a, shot, right a away. shot right away? He hasn't fought in how many years? That, that paper, man. That paper. That's, I don't know. I ain't feeling that one. I don't really care about that one, man. They've been trying to get John Jones to fight Brock Lesnar. You know he that's He called a, him out after the, the Smith fight. That's that's a sacrificial Everybody man. knows it's like that that big payday, so they're yeah. gonna, you know. Nah, man, I don't. I'm not, tired not of Brock Lesnar, man. Stay in the WWE, man. There are different weight classes, aren't there? Who? Jones and Brock. Yeah, Jones would have to go up to heavyweight. Yeah, Jones would. He'll easily. Jones will go to heavyweight one day. He's going to beat everybody in his weight class. He, He's got to challenge himself. You know what? He lost his... Uh, he was supposed to do what Cormier did. Right. he was. Cormier took the play away from him when he, you know, Jones was going through his suspension. But, um, yeah, if the new thing now is being a double champ. Right. That's the legacy thing Thanks now. Thanks to Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Conor McGregor. <laughs> the, the champ champ. You know, yeah. at the, holding the belts at the same time, really, because yeah. GSP, you know... Had both belts, I believe, welterweight and uh, but not not at the same time. If, if these guys want that big payday, they gotta do a Jones versus Cormier three. They have to. Yeah. They have to. It's just I no mean, as a hardcore fan, that's what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, it has to happen. It's gonna happen. 
I mean, before argue, he retires, because he's talking about retiring. Come here, he's talking about he, retiring. His coaches are now saying that he has a couple fights left in him, so I think yeah. he may. That's I, why I, he want to fight Lesnar. He want to get that big paycheck, man, before he retires. But I think his pride too. He wants that Jones fight that, uh, yeah. let to beat him, because I mean. Arguably, that's the biggest grudge match in UFC history. I would say, right. um, up there with uh, you know, um, up there with the Iceman and and, right. and um, Tito. This would be if they fight third time around. It'd be his last chance to do it. Of course, it'd be his last chance to, fight, to beat Jones. Does the Cormier Brock Lesnar fight happen before the Brock? Uh, I mean, before the Cormier and um, uh, Jones Jones fight? Yeah, I think I think that's what. Uh, Cormier wants. Yeah, I think Cormier wants to fight Bresn, uh, Lesner. Brock Lesnar first, and go straight to Jones because he'll make a lot of money off that fight. He'll make money off both of those. Yeah, exactly, if, and then he can retire. But if he Brock wins, does it still happen? Does the Bones fight still happen if Brock wins? Cormier, if he oh, beats, yeah. if Lesnar beats Cormier, yeah, does he then still fight? I think does Jones fights ball? Cormier. Yep. I think that's yeah. what happens, but, but that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Cormier, Cormier. He would tear that man the up. People, outsiders looking in, like our engineer Mike is is chiming in here. Mike, um, the thing about Cormier is is he looks small. So from the outside, he looking don't know in, shit about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first one to know about boxing. <laughs> you damn good engineer, though. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> but um. Yeah, the thing people are going to see the appearance is Cormier and uh, Lesnar and think Lesnar's going to dog walk him, but no, nah, it ain't happening. No, it happening. Speaking of boxing. Yeah? We got to move into boxing, man. We got to do it. There's some great matches coming up, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, about that? how about that Spence versus Garcia, my man? Spence versus Garcia. This is what I've been hyped about ever since this fight was announced. This fight is... I mean, the whole timeline of everything, Mikey calling him out late last year, middle of last year to late last year, everybody thought it was a joke. He was just using Spence's name for some publicity. Right. But no, it's that Corazon, man, that Corazon. That, <laughs> he he um, stepping up. Not, I'm not going to say he's stepping up to weight classes. He fought Broner, I believe, at 147. So he's staying at 147, fighting, every, you know, who everybody's classified as the boogeyman of the division. Right. Um, you know, man down, strap season, Errol Spence, love the guy, man. Yeah. You know, hottest name in welterweight division right, right. now. Um, obviously we all want to see Crawford versus Spence. That's that's the that's fight. the one we want to see. Yeah, and that's I honestly super fight. In all honesty too, I wanted to see Garcia and uh Lomachenko. Oh that's man, I wanted yeah. to see that. I yeah. you know, this isn't necessarily what I want to see, but I mean it's a hell of a matchup. Right. That's a hell of a matchup, man. How, um, how do you see it? What's your? I mean, the fight's next week. What's your prediction? Well, I mean, I see Spence winning mm-hmm. um, only because of his size. And, um, you know, size does play a major role, especially with a lot of fighters who come up. Mm-hmm. That power isn't the same when they move up. And the way Spence is, Spence is a slow starter. I think it will happen sometime in the mid-rounds. You know, when he'll start picking up the pace and yeah. he'll start breaking Mikey Garcia down. But... Mikey Garcia is a Mexican boxer. Heart. And those guys got heart and they got chins of steel. They born with chins of steel. Um, I see the fight going all the way through by decision. But Spence, Spence is going to take it. Only because he's a stronger fighter. And, um, you know, just by, just by the size. You know, they're both 
Let me tell you, man, they're both super intelligent boxers. This is yeah. going to be a classic boxing match between each other. But size matters to me. Yeah, if you look at the size, um, Spence is 5'9 and a half. Mikey's 5'6". What gets me here is the reach. Spence has reached 72 inches. Um, Garcia's 68. Spence Ooh. also a southpaw. Oh. Also a southpaw. And then if you look at some of the stats, Spence is in the welterweight division. Is number one in uh, the punches landed throw. Tied for first in jabs landed. Number one, 16 power punches landed per round. Um, 47.1% of his... Uh, of his shots are power shots that connect. Um, his opponents only land 29.9 of their power and 31.4% of Spence's punches are body shots, <sighs> body shots. And you, I mean, this is, this is the way I look at this fight. I, I think is Garcia a harder puncher than Kell Brook. That's that, that's yeah. because Kell Brook, Landed some hard shots on on uh, Errol, mm-hmm. and Errol just kept walking forward. He's he's like the Terminator. Yeah. And the other aspect I look at, besides you know, I talked about the reach, but also Spence amazing at cutting the ring off. Right. Mikey yeah. Garcia is not a really a, a bounce around type of fighter. He's a very flat footed fighter. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, in my opinion, there's gonna be a lot of toe to toe striking. Right. I I don't know. I just see Spence going to that body of of Mikey, and you know Mikey. Uh, I don't know if he's is his gamemanship or not, but he said he never he never worked his uh, his abs or anything. He's never trained his abs until this fight. Yeah, Mikey's up. also bulking up, so is his speed and is his speed and power gonna, is his power going to translate right. up, and is his speed going right. to be the same at a heavier weight? And normally he doesn't. I always remember my favorite boxer uh, Tito Trinidad. Remember Tito oh, Trinidad? Yeah. He was running <laughs> through everybody. He was like, "Okay, I'm bored of this weight class. Let me move up. I'm bored of this weight class." And then he just met Bernard Hopkins. Oh yeah. And then he met Roy Jones. Mm-hmm. And then he met Winky Wright. You know, it's just his power wasn't there. They weren't afraid of him. He would hit them with that nasty hook he always had. And they didn't go down. And they were like, okay, I could take it. So I'm gonna run through this little guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just see, you know, Mikey Garcia moving up the same type of thing happening uh, in, in the Spence fight. That his power isn't gonna be there. And Spence is gonna get hit with some hard stuff probably. And he's gonna be like, all right, this don't even hurt. Yeah. I'm gonna run through this guy. And that's the thing too is Mikey, I think he hasn't knocked anybody out in his last three fights right. at lower division. So right. are you going to come up and knock a, a bigger man out at 147? Yeah, it's going to be tough to do to outbox Spence every single round by points. Every single mm-hmm. round. I see him landing on Spence and Spence walking forward and just right. punishing punishing that body. Right. And, you know, and throw, and, and uh, coming up to the head. So and who are you, you going to get the fight to? I got to go with Spence. You know, yeah, they, they say... Uh, a a good big a good bigger man is better than a a, a great small man. Yeah. You know, so I agree. Yeah. It's uh I gotta go with Spence, but I'm I'm highly intrigued. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, only small man I ever known that was Pacquiao. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao. He was the only smallest guy Quickness I know. Quickness and unorthodox yeah. punches and he was a southpaw. Yeah. And he's just a different <laughs> a different animal compared to everybody else. But he's like the only small guy I know that went moved up weight and just cleaning everybody up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that fight. Um, yeah, I'm, I might. You know, I was gonna go out to that fight, but I'm a. I'm oh, probably, really? Yeah, it's in Dallas. I want to see it at Cowboy Stadium. You know what I mean? That'd be oh, a cool man. atmosphere to watch it in. Yeah. But um, I'm. I might just go to the movie theater. 
because I, I love watching these fights in the movie theater because it's, yeah. it's quiet. The, I mean, the screen size, you can see everything. The sound, it's just it's amazing. Uh, cool, man. Amazing atmosphere. What What other boxing uh, news we have? We got another big super fight coming up, too. <clears throat> oh, Jacobs. Canelo and Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what do you, how do you feel about that Ooh, one? man, I tell you, uh, I'm up in the air on that one because they're very similar. You know, mm. not, not too similar, but they both are dangerous to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Jacobs is a super great, intelligent fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he beat Triple G last time they fought. I thought they robbed Jacobs. If, uh, if it, I think if it weren't for that that knockdown where he was switching between Southpaw and, and um, Orthodox, right, it right. may not the scorecards may have been a little different. Right. But um, yeah, it, him and Canelo, I, I was surprised they made that fight. I thought Canelo <laughs> signing that deal with the Zone, he was going to fight. Because what they're ultimately trying to set up is him in Triple G three in September again. Why? That's what I said. I'm not. On, I'm not interested anymore. Jacobs. Jacobs is going to put a hot uh, a halt to that. You to think that. so? Yeah. It, I. I. I'm picking him as the winner. Okay. Against Canelo. I mean, that's just me. It um, can't go to the store cards though, because that's no. If it goes you, score cards, it'll go he to has Canelo. to beat. Canelo decisively yeah. to win that fight. Yeah, I think I think he will. I think um, you know with his Canelo has a hard time with people who have pretty good head movement and footwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when he fought Mayweather, he had no answer for Mayweather when he fought. Mayweather. I think his 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 head head movement everything's improved since then. Yeah, yeah, Canelo's has, but yeah. when he fights against those type of people, you know, it's just it puts a monkey wrench into everything. But I see I see Jake was taking it, man. See, and the thing you always think about the size difference. Canelo, you know, he's a stocky guy, yeah. five about five eight, mm-hmm. maybe five nine, and, and Jacobs is a good, legit six feet, six one maybe. Yeah. But um, Canelo does a good job getting inside, working his way inside, and right. and, uh, and connecting. You saw when he fought Rocky Field, and Rocky Field was about six two, I believe. Right, right, right. And um, made quick work of him. That body work. I, I'm looking forward to that fight. That you know, the Spence Garcia and Canelo versus Jacobs. I'm looking very forward to those fights but boxing needs it mm-hmm. these Make guys it. you know that you know the, the talk in boxing now is that great fighters don't want to fight great fighters anymore it's like you know they try to ha- hold on to these fighters milk, until, milk they try and yeah, milk it for milk the big bucks and that, yeah. that was the problem with Mayweather Pacquiao man and we right. waited for so long for it and people saw how much money that made and now yep. that's the the model that every the business model everybody wants to follow milk it milk it milk it but yep. In the sport, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen, they can, yeah. These guys can get injured. Guys and girls can get injured. Right. And, you know, the one of them can lose. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, of big fights, too, um, women's fight, historical women's fight, um, Clarissa Shields versus um, Christina Hammer. So that's a, unif- a unification bout. Um, really? It's happening in uh, April, I believe. But that's another one I'm looking forward to. Um, I heard that's first I heard that. Heard yeah, that. it's uh, you know women's boxing is, yeah. is um, starting to come up now. It needs to, man. It, it died yeah. out. It died out in the nineties, man, or early two thousands. Well, that's what that's why I said this fight I think is going to bring women's boxing back into the yeah. forefront. Clarissa Shields, you know, uh, was she two time two two time gold medalist, Olympic, Olympic gold yeah. medalist. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great, man. You know, but the thing about that, you know, it's only a handful of women that can mm-hmm. bring that kind of star power in. We need more. We need more of it. No, definitely. And I think that, that's why I said I think this is April 13th, that fight. I, this, I think, may put women's boxing back on the map. And, um, I mean, both very skilled women. And uh, I think 
this it's a good thing. This is this is what's going to propel women's boxing because you know UFC. Once women got in the UFC, you mm-hmm. know the Rousey era, yeah, um, Cyborg, it it expanded. It's and on I think, point now. Yeah, UFC women's fighting is on point. MMA for women is on point. Well, I, and that's the thing. I think women female boxers are behind MMA fighters. MMA women's fighters seem to be more technical. They're more technically sound. Right. It's like I don't know. Women's boxing just needs to. Needs to uh, to step up. Yeah, needs to step up. And needs, they need more promotion. They need a, they need a lot of work, man. They, hopefully, that that young lady you're talking about, Clarissa um, Shields. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's she she she's bad. Yeah, she's a mean 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 <laughs> woman. <laughs> she could she might as well start boxing men. Yeah, she, she's bad. Yeah, so is it? Um, trying to think. There's some UFC fights coming up. I don't know if you want to touch on those at all. Uh, what do you, what do we have here? Uh, we were just talking about BJ Penn and Clay oh, yeah. Guida. I wasn't happy about that. Nah, you know I think BJ needs to retire. Yeah. He just he's, but you know he's a fighter at heart, man. You know BJ is just he does he's not doing it. Never did it for the money. Right. He just can't let it go, and he's gonna get some brain damage. He needs to chill. Yeah. Even though he was doing pretty good in his last fight, and he got caught in a submission. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would never thought in a million years that I would have saw BJ Penn. Who is like one of the greatest in the world in grappling and jujitsu? The American, the greatest, one yeah. of the greatest Americans. Crazy. Like, yeah. He doesn't use it. So now we got to see this. So, and then what's the other one we have? Um, so the card that we have coming up next, um, next weekend is the Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal card. Oh, yeah. That's going to be an awesome fight, I believe. Yeah, man. You got to love Jorge Masvidal, too. I, just a throwback I fighter. I do, man. He's a, he's a good fighter. I like it, but he doesn't, to me, he doesn't work too well against pressure fighters. Yeah. When when there's a pressure fighter against him, he doesn't like, he doesn't I, rise to the occasion to me, man. I think it's going to be a good fight, man. I just, you know, Darren Till's a beast himself, so yeah. I he think is. it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great fight. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, next weekend, ESPN Plus, I believe. Yeah, yep. Till's no joke. Um, it's gonna be a tough five for 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 him, man, man all, Mas- yeah, The thing Masvidal. is, Masvidal, you he, he's you know Kimbo Slice type of route, street yeah. fighting in Miami. Yeah, I remember, so like yeah, you know, I remember, I remember seeing him. Got a lot of dog videos. in him, man. A lot of yeah. dog in him. Um, also on that card, Gunnar Nelson, Leon Edwards. That should be pretty decent. Dominic Reyes versus Vulcan Ozdemir. That's another up-and-coming contender, Dominic Reyes. Mm-hmm. That should be a good fight also. And a couple of other good fights, you know. They have a couple of... Uh, it's in London, so... I believe it's in London, so a lot of local talent um, on that card. The card after that now is an intriguing matchup. Stephen Thompson versus Anthony Pettis. What do you think of that? Ooh, man. That's a good one right there. Taekwondo versus yeah. Karate. I see, I see Pettis taking it. You th- I, I, was, I was impressed, even though he lost the fight. Ferguson? Yes. Yeah. Pettis took it to him. He did. He did. I was so impressed. I was blown away how aggressive he was and what he did to, um, um, what's his name? Um, oh, to Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. Ferguson, man. Look at hey, Kuko. El Kuko, uh, yeah. Um, you don't think that the size difference in that fight is a potential issue for Pettis? You know you're right. Um, Pettis is one of those guys too, man. Bigger against strong, you know, bigger fighters, stronger fighters. He has a hard time, um, you know. To if me, he can't hurt them. It's yeah. very tough for him to win the fight. My question, and you know, I never question his heart because the dude has heart nah, for days. Yeah, but his, yeah. his, you know, after coming off these lice, these losses, where is he mentally? You know, 
Right, right. You talking about Pettis? Yeah, Pettis. No, I think he's strong, man. I think he should be very confident after that Ferguson fight. He looked like an... He was winning that fight. Mm -hmm. He almost... A couple times he could have took Ferguson out. Ferguson tends to be a slow starter. Yeah. It was a great fight, but I like Thompson. He's got some great kicks. Wonder Boy, right? Wonder Boy, he's yeah. got some good kicks Karate. and all that. But he's lost a couple of good couple of fights, too. Yeah, he lost to the headliner. He lost to yeah. Darren Till less, this, and then... This um, might be this might be an end-of-career fight right here. Somebody's uh, career is going to end. He's still young. I yeah. I, I, I would... Pettis has, I think, been on a, a worse streak than he has. So it's kind of it's kind of a, a crossroads fight for both of those guys. And we got Gaston uh, versus Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. Adesanya and Anderson Silva. What are your thoughts on that? You know, being, you know, it's because it, we talk about Jeet Kundo, and you always tell me that Anderson Silva's style represents the closest. Uh, right. You know, there's a couple of Jeet Kune Do guys. Like, I was watching the fight last night. Tim Bosch. I don't know if they were joking or not, but they said Tim. Like, you know, when they announced their, their background, uh -huh. their, their you know their their main discipline, they had uh, Tim Bosch's uh, Jeet Kune Do last night. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah. yeah, Adesanya and Silva, man. That you know, talking about that branching into the you know the interim title fight. What right. did you think of that fight? I thought, you know, it was just a, a, a dream match, uh, young versus old. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those type of fights, you know, that we always like to talk about. What if Muhammad Ali got into the ring with Mike Tyson? Who to mm -hmm. win? I think it's one of those. Uh, I was intrigued by that fight. Uh, I thought it was just a beautiful fight to watch, almost like a ballet. You know, um, I thought Anderson did very, very good. Uh, but I thought Anderson, um, uh, Adesanya gave Anderson way too much respect. I didn't think he would have hurt his idol. Yeah, uh, I even I even heard uh, I, I saw the video actually of, of an interview of Adesanya talking, and he said that uh, when Anderson Silva put his hands down, mm. he yelled at him to put his hands back up. Oh yeah, he did. He yeah. said, and he said, "Put your hands back up," because he was afraid that if he was afraid to knock out Anderson Silva, he said he wanted to knock him out. Yeah. But at the same time, he was hesitant on knocking him out. I could see that, yeah. He gave him a lot, a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Anderson Silva, too, uh, yeah. gave, gave him a lot of respect, too, because the Anderson Silva we used to know was a killer, mm -hmm. a straight killer. But he, he looked good in the fight, too. He looked good, he, and he was trying. Yeah. He was trying to take out, you know, you saw that flying knee into the cage. Mm -hmm. Man, if he would have landed that, he'd probably <laughs> knock out of sight through the cage into the crowd. Yeah. You know, it was like a super knee. Mm -hmm. Um I saw a lot of cool techniques in that fight too. Uh, we were talking about it before uh, the, the spinning ankle kick that Anderson. Was oh doing. yeah, and the, I think it was it to the shin or to the, the ankle. But to yeah. the ankle, it was very yeah. low to the ankle. I thought it was very unique, and he was getting some of that. And of course, Adesanya, yeah, you know, his that guy, he's young, he was doing Orthodox, all man. kinds of crazy stuff, man. It, it was, was beautiful. It was like watching, you know, a art two artists painting on a canvas, yes. and yep. the movement. You know, just everything about it. Even the times where they sat and they they both postured and they were staring at each other and nothing right. was happening. You could see both of them thinking. It was it was a beautiful thing. You know, it was almost like uh, they were you know having a playing mind games with one another right. and just thinking and just the movement, the cockiness from both of them. You know, the showmanship. It yeah. was it was. I don't think that fight got enough hype no. going into it, and it didn't get enough props. You know why? Because they thought he was going to run right through Anderson. That's Silver. what they thought. Yeah. Everybody thought that they were, that Anderson was the sacrificial lamb mm -hmm. that night, and he stepped up. He stepped up, and he rose to the occasion. I think what changed the fight was the eye poke. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. When Anderson got eye poke. That was a rough one. You saw the the, the eye, the yeah. discoloration in his eye, the swelling of the eye. Mm-hmm. That that you'll be seeing about four or five people in front of you with an eye poke like that. So he's moving on to fight Gastelum yes. for the interim title, and Anderson Silva is going to be fighting in Brazil against, I believe, um, I forget who he's fighting. He wanted to fight uh, Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz, one of the Diaz brothers. That fight Nick. wasn't that first fight wasn't interesting to me. Yeah, no, it wasn't at all. Oh, he's fighting Jared Cannonier, I believe, in in Brazil. Oh wow! So mm-hmm. you know. It should be interesting. You know, the Adesanya fight should be interesting. Um, him and Gastelum. Yep. And um, I guess, we'll, you know, when that fight gets closer, we'll talk more about that as well. So, anything else you want to add? Anything anything that uh, popped in your mind that's, that's happened in the world of boxing, MMA, kickboxing, grappling? Uh, that's about it, man. We talked a lot about a lot of good stuff in UFC and boxing. We'll just have to tune in for the next episode. Come back and talk about what went on, what went down with these fights, man. So, Ronnie, yeah. now that we're, we're wrapping everything up, um, do you want to give anybody out there a way to reach out to you? You know, maybe somebody interested in Jeet Kune Do or somebody that was interested in you training them? Yeah, if anybody interested in training with me, um, go to my Facebook, um, Orlando Jeet Kune Do Alliance. Um, you know, message me. I do personal training. I also work for Title Boxing Gym. If you want to find me at Title Boxing Gym, I work at the Winter Park Gym and Altamont Springs Gym. Come look for me over there. Um, I also uh, started teaching at Rollins College, too. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you go to Rollins University every Thursday at 12.15, come on, stop by my self-defense class because the class is growing. Come on, check it out. What about uh, your film work, if somebody wanted to reach you there? Oh, no, I know. <laughs> my film stuff, that's just, just me, man. I don't, okay. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I'd rather send somebody to a completed film so I can get signed to something. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. well, choreography, you see um, you see, uh, Halle Berry reached out to uh, to our boy uh, oh, yeah, you Brian know Ortiz. Uh, if, if, if you're a big Hallie. actor, if you're a big actor and you want some real martial art training and or you want to learn Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do, I'm the guy you want to see. Whether you're an MMA fighter, boxer, actor, actress, you can come see me. Once again, you can find me on Facebook, Ronnie JKD. You can find me on Instagram, Ronnie JKD. I'm there. Hit me up. I will make you look like Bruce Lee if I have to. Yeah, I, Maybe I need to reach out to you. Come, yeah, come on, come on, on by, to your class. You know, uh, I had a young lady. I had a young lady. Uh, I teach at Rollins University. I had a young lady come to my class, mm-hmm. and she had a, a a muscle. She was born with a muscle and bone uh, problem. You know, she's very short. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the words she said because I didn't want to be thinking about all the time she come. You yeah. know what I mean, so the first thing I told her was like, "Ah, oh, it's all right. It's cool. You, my style will help you adapt to anything." Yeah. And she's been coming every single Thursday. Every single she's whooping and she, ass out there. And she improves every time I see her. And the best thing I like is that every time I pull her out to show examples, to demonstrate, mm-hmm. I hold the pads, she got the biggest smile on her face. That's amazing. She's building confidence and a good self-esteem. You can see it, just building that. And that's what it's all about. That's the, that's the beauty yeah. of the sport. And a lot of people just see it as brutality. But it's, right. it's truly an art. It's a, it's a mindset. Exactly. It's and, a mindset. Um, it's a way of living. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's a way of living. So, cool, man. All right, so for myself, you can reach me at uh, Twitter right now, advancing underscore tech. I've got a couple other social media platforms um, popping up, so just, you know, be prepared for that. And um, 
be prepared uh, to see some amazing stuff that we're developing for combat sports. We're going to truly revolutionize the sport, you know, protect the athletes and, you know, uh, you know, engage the fans in a, in, in a new way that nobody thought was possible. So stay tuned for what we're doing. We have some big things in the pipeline and, uh, you know, we'll be talking about that more in the show going forward. So with that, that wraps up our first show. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. We enjoyed ourselves. We'd probably be talking about fights here after we uh, stop uh, recording. But um, if you guys want to tune in, we'll be recording again probably in the next uh, two weeks where we'll be talking about the results of the Spence versus Garcia fight. Also going over the UFC cards, the fight nights that are coming up, and previewing the up-and-coming fights like um, the Amir Khan and... and, um, Amir Khan and Terrence Crawford fight and other, you know, other big cars that are coming up. The Gaslam and the Adesanya fight. We'll be diving deeper into that. So right. once again, hope you guys enjoyed yourself, Ronnie. As for Ronnie and myself, uh, we're out. Thank you we guys. Out.